Jonathan Isaac stands alone. Major League Baseball's COVID cases are on the rise, and NFL players opt out completely. Time to sideline the agenda. And welcome to Sidelining the Agenda, sports podcasting done right. I am Scott. With me is Kevin and Chris. Major League Baseball presses on. Jonathan Isaac stands alone, and we've got fair or foul coming up. But first, over 40 NFL players are choosing to opt out of the 2020 season. That number will no doubt continue to grow. Eight players have already opted out on the New England Patriots alone. The average person may look at this and conclude that there is a real fear of coronavirus amongst NFL players, and that may be particularly true, but what is more likely the case is the money at play here. If a NFL player can make a case that they are at high risk for COVID-19, they can earn $350,000 for 2020 and an accrued NFL season. And players without risk can earn 150000 for opting out. So, uh, guys, going to start with you, Chris. Given the money on the table and the accrued season, which puts a freeze on your contract so you can make the same money next season, what is the upside playing in 2020? I mean, why not take, in essence, the paid vacation? Yeah, I mean, when in doubt, always follow that money. Um what is the incentive if you're going to get paid, especially if you can say that you're high risk, uh, you're going to get paid that amount of money to just sit back, not risk any kind of injury. Um, you know, what, what should you go out there and play for? I mean, there's guys that are actually going out there trying to earn longer contracts. They're trying to earn a spot on the team. So they've got more to fight for than some other guys that are more well-established. Um, especially if it's, Basically, you're, you're taking the year off without taking a hit on your contract. You're just going to come back and keep the exact same contract. Like, that's a that's a sweet deal. Um, but what's the agenda behind that? Are you actually incentivizing guys to not play? Are we incentivizing the fear to be a lot more rampant and just blame it on the coronavirus when you've got all these guys that are opting out and not really spreading the fact that these guys are getting basically paid off to not play? So it's a, it's definitely a weird situation. And then also, who are the guys that are deemed to be at high risk and the other guys that aren't? I mean, I guess, you know, if you've got asthma, I guess that would be considered high risk. There's been some cases that it can cause, uh, the coronavirus can cause scarring of the lungs uh, for life, apparently. Um, if you've got maybe a, a sickly wife or some sickly children, you know, then I guess they would be deemed high risk. And I guess you... In connection with them you know then that would deem you high risk so you get that extra payday as well i mean three hundred fifty thousand compared to what a lot of these guys are making isn't necessarily that a whole lot of money when you're making millions and millions of dollars but at the same time if you're going to keep making those millions and millions of dollars next year and you still got the remainder of your contract uh to be fulfilled and you're going to get three hundred fifty thousand dollars to just hey go home stay in good shape, don't get hurt, stay with your family. Um, I can't really blame any guys for uh, taking that option for sure. Yeah, that's true. I mean, what about that, Kevin? I mean, the uh, the idea that these these players can have that that uh, uh, leverage, all, that, uh, that um, wonderful ability to take this season off and just kind of not even go through – uh, uh, the the uncertainty of 2020 and all that's involved. Um, do you blame uh, some of these players for taking time off? Yeah, it's a funny. Um, I actually agree with Chris. I mean, if you've already been established, you're a player and you're pretty successful, and you can sit out and you can take. Uh, you can give medical documentation that uh, you're at a liability and you're now at high risk. Um, you don't have to get hit. You don't have to go to practice. You don't have to do anything. It seems like absolutely like a vacation sitting at home. Why not? Let's sit home. Let's get paid. Let's let's stay with our family. I mean, during the season, they don't spend a whole lot of time with their family. Um, this is really drawing the line between mice and men here, guys. This is the fact. 
the fact is we're looking at players who actually want to build a legacy, who want to build uh, their career to obtain more money and people that have been satisfied. Maybe they had a longer career and they're just like, hey, you know, I would take a year off where they don't care about legacy. They don't care about building stats. They don't care about imprinting their name in the history books and making, you know, the Hall of Fame one day. And that's really what it's what it's come down to, the character of the player itself. I have no problem with players opting out of the season if they feel like they're at high risk that's not a problem absolutely i mean you gotta take care of yourself you know um but this is what we're really talking about here i mean if too many if any more players opt out will the nfl be able to play this year will they have a season this is something that we all have to be asking are nfl going to be able to afford all the people that opt out are they going to be able to afford to keep their contracts up are they going to be able to afford players to come back if they're out of shape next year or the following whenever they we do get back into uh, normal season play it's very interesting a lot of questions to be asked yeah what, what do you think about that chris in regards to uh the nfl season and um it potentially getting interrupted by uh this uh coronavirus well, I mean, it's, it's one of the same topics we, we talked about a couple weeks ago is are they basically setting the NFL up for, for failure, setting it up to pull the rug out last second because they know that this is the sport that Americans clamor on the most. So if you can cause the most amount of damage and havoc and things don't seem to be well organized, then you're going to get people that are going to get even more put off with all the other things that are going on in this country and in this world right now. Now you're going to take football away. <laughs> it just keeps stoking those flames, add more uh, angst and anger to a lot of people that just want to escape and, and watch a, a damn football game, you know? And uh, even if they do have some games and you're like, Oh, who's this guy? Who's that guy? How come this guy isn't complaining? How come this person is playing? Oh, well, now I don't even care again. <laughs> so it just, it, it just seems like the agenda behind a lot of these sports and especially the NFL right now, just the ineptitude and the incentivize, literally incentivizing guys to go ahead, sit back. It's, it's all okay. We're going to pay you and your contract is going to be the completely the same as it was before. You're going to come back and keep earning that, that same amount of dollars. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a bizarre, it's a bizarre world we're in right yeah, now. Yeah, definitely for sure. I mean, there are some guys like Kevin was saying before with some legitimate issues and 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 are legitimately high risk. But there are some right. guys that uh, you know, for instance, me have had a hundred grand guaranteed, you know, or are at a trial base with the team that they're with. And, you know, if they just opt out of the season, they can make 150. And so you can't really fault a guy for just going, well, I guess I'll take the 150. You know, they should be fighting for a spot on the squad. But, you know, you can't totally fault somebody. Kind of want to change the subject a little bit and focus more on the New England Patriots. Of course, the cynic in me uh, looks at the fact that they have eight players uh, in total that um, have chose to opt out of this season. And of course, this season will be the first without Tom Brady and with a brand new Cam Newton, uh, potentially at the quarterback helm. Um, So my cynical question, I suppose, is, of course, there are some guys on this list that definitely have legitimate reasons. Um, uh, I, I, Cannon comes to, to mind because I, I, he had a, he's a cancer survivor, uh, non-Hodgkin lymphoma. He survived, and so obviously you have you have some people here that that definitely have real reasons. But uh, the cynical question is: Is this a reflection on the fear of coronavirus from a player standpoint, or potentially is this a reflection ba- on on Cam Newton and maybe this un um, untried new system that's about to hit New England and the lack of potential confidence in said system. How about you, Chris? What do you think uh, about about that? Well, speaking of canon, I've got news for you. If you can beat cancer, you can beat the coronavirus. <laughs> it's not that deadly. <laughs> easier easier uh, said than done, though. Some, uh... <laughs> you know, there's a lot of information out there, and albeit a lot of misinformation out there, and a lot of fear mongering out there. And I completely agree with Absolutely. you. Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, I I don't fault the guy for, but, for sitting out. You know, but uh, nonetheless, yeah. uh, I digress. Sure. But yeah, I mean, to to Cam Newton, yeah, Brady's gone. You you've got that big leader in the locker room that is gone. Uh, you're basically left with Belichick, who. Uh, is kind of notorious for it's either his way or the highway and some guys are picking the highway this year and they're gonna just 
not even deal with all the, the craziness going on. And they're going to let that experiment with uh, who's going to be the starting quarterback. How are they, these, this team actually going to look? Um, and they'll let them figure that all this year. And then next season, they'll come out to a more uh, established program, I guess you could say. And they'll, they'll know more of what they're running into because everything's so up in the air right now, not only with the Patriots, but just league wide that it's looking like they're like, yeah, I, I don't really want to deal with all this right now. I'm just going to uh, take my money and, and, and go home. Yeah, what do you think about that, Kevin? I mean, again, we're looking at this list, and, and you got some some significant players here. And, and you know, Dante Hightower, I mean, you've, Brandon Bolden, I mean, Marquise Lee, like you've got a lot of uh, big names here, actually. Is Does this reflect poorly on Cam Newton in any way, shape, or form? Or is this kind of like Chris is saying, these guys are just going to kind of sit back and let the system kind of develop and, um, you know, get back at it next year? Yeah, Scott, what those eight names say to me, it says, New England, you're going to suck. Eight <laughs> players out just opted out because they don't believe that they feel like they want to fill in those shoes or, or jeopardize their health and they want to come and play football for the, they don't want to, they don't want to, they don't want to play. So that tells me that there's a huge leadership problem there. Absolutely. They're probably hurting uh, Tom Brady not being there. Absolutely. The, uh, Belichick already said Cam Newton has to earn his spot. He has to obtain, this spot is not given to him and he, He's going to have to come in and take it if he wants it. So there's some huge up-in-the-air leadership questions that uh, the Patriots are facing right now. And eight players have already opted out. And they said, you know what? I'm going to take this season off. It would be nice to just stand and or sit on my couch and watch uh, this year. But New England, I'm not jumping on the Cam Newton bandwagon because he has earned that spot, number one. And uh, number two, I think you're going to stink. What do you say about that, <laughs> yeah. Chris? I mean, because I, I hear what Kevin's saying to an extent, and I feel feel like that might be a sentiment with a lot of the players. Maybe not that they're going to completely stink, but I don't know. It's just me. Like, I'm thinking if, like, for some amazing trade that happened and they ended up with Russell Wilson as quarterback or if they got Lamar Jackson or something like that, you know what I mean? Like, if they had any of these guys coming in, would you have eight players on the list? Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely tough to say if they still had Brady, would these same eight guys still be gone? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's uh, I would like to say that no, that they would stay if they knew that they're they had a chance to win. But I think that they're looking at that quarterback position and like, yeah, we're not going to any kind of Super Bowl this year, so why even try? And like Kevin said earlier, you're kind of separating the the men from the mice <laughs> where you got the guys that are willing to go out there no matter what and give it their all. And then you got the other guys that want to kind of look around and see what's going on and see if it's going to be worth their time, worth their effort, worth their uh, risking their body. And you've got eight guys that aren't worried, willing to risk it for a possible Cam Newton quarterback, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with that. Like, again, if it was some big time you know ball and that's the thing everybody thinks there still professes that he is big time and and exactly. i'm not saying he's not but he's a lot older and ever since that super bowl loss he never really seemed to be the yeah. same and i think a lot of people up. know that um all right well nonetheless uh, uh it should be interesting to see how that all plays out uh so we're gonna move on um we'd like to invite you to join the agenda to sideline the agenda by subscribing to our videos and hit the notification bell to be notified when we go live and follow us on Twitter as well as Instagram and Parlor. Uh, sideline the agenda, sports talk done right. Uh, moving on to Major League Baseball, the rise of COVID cases in Major League Baseball um, has raised concerns about the possibility of the 2020 season coming to an end early. Uh, Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred stated the, uh, started these concerns rather when addressing the recent rise of cases in the Miami Marlins franchise. If the sport doesn't do a better job of managing the coronavirus, it could shut down for the season. Manfred then lessened his statement by saying, the players need to be better, but I am not a quitter in general, and there is no reason to quit now. Meanwhile, multiple St. Louis Cardinals have tested positive for coronavirus, resulting in the team being isolated from each other. Um, and uh, while arriving in Milwaukee uh, for a three-game series with the Brewers, and all the, the games have been postponed for that series, concerns have now 
risen again. Uh, what do you think, guys? I'm start with you, Kevin. Will Major League Baseball finish out this season? I think they need to stick to their guns here. They need to stick to their dukes. Um, yes, finish the season. It's important. You can't have you can't be wishy washy on the uh, on the season. Have your players go out there every day and put their heart on the line and, and play hard for them and, and try to get uh, viewers to to watch the games um, and then back out on them. No, you need to support your players out there. They're giving you their all. So you need to give them their all and and you need to uh, get in with if you need to put in more policies to protect the players. If you need to uh, put more of a bubble atmosphere for the players, then that's what you're going to have to do. But you might have to make some corrections along the way. But I think it's necessary. Um, I think it's necessary. Uh, Complete the season and do it for the people. Do it for the players and do it for MLB. Yeah, I hear that. A lot of people are loving having baseball back. Uh, how about you, Chris? What are your thoughts in regards to Major League Baseball finishing the season? Yeah, it's just really just a microcosm of everything that's been going on. It's just so one way the one day and one day the uh, another way the other. You know, it's uh, so wishy-washy. Get off the fence, commissioner. Take charge. Take the reins and say, nope. Exactly like Kevin said, we're finishing it this year, no matter what. Um, just because a couple guys, you know, catch it, it, it doesn't mean you have to shut the entire thing down. But because of the shutdown that this country's had earlier this this year, it seems like that's an option now. They made it an option now to where, oh, when things just get out of hand, we can just shut down. It's never been the option before. And it, it's sad that it's an option now. So stick to your guns, commissioner, complete the season, no matter how many teams get a couple guys or several guys that get it. If you need to just quarantine that particular team for a few games, do what you got to do, figure it out, get it done. And, uh, play ball as the umpire would say yeah they definitely seem to be doing what they need to do uh they're they're definitely uh, adapting for sure and and i'd like to get some of your takes on on the ways that they've been adapting we'll talk about this a little later in the show but uh they're they're um to make up some of these games that have been canceled because of coronavirus outbreaks and also you know weather issues as well um they've added a uh or, or they're doing a seven inning uh double header uh, or seven inning double headers, and then also um, they're uh, open to the idea and the concept of win percentage um, to determine playoff ranking, because the numbers, the days of the games may not be there equally for everybody. And so, what are your guys' thoughts in regards to the job so far, Kevin? What do you think in regards to the way Major League Baseball has been uh, adapting to these uh, challenging situations? Yeah, Scott, great so far. We're out the gate. The season has started. We're on our way. We 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 made a firm policy of six uh, sixteen teams getting into the playoffs. Um, we we um, we made a policy of sixty games. Uh, we're out. We're out the gate now. Along the way, there might be trials and tribulations that, that come up. So we're gonna have to make uh, changes. We're gonna have to make swaps. We're gonna have to make um, uh, adjustments. So to make sure the players are playing in a safe environment, make sure the game is safe. And if there is a team that happens that does can't fulfill a team, uh, yeah, you know, on the field, then they might have to, you know, not uh, um, uh, what what's the word that you, I'm looking for when they can't fill a team on the field, they have to forfeit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. Forfeit. They have to forfeit the game, and that obviously leaves, uh, results in a loss. Uh, let's get back to how how things are, how things how they should be, um, and just to get through the season. Yes, tough times, and if, if a team has a forfeit, hey, team has a forfeit. But uh, we are on the way, and as long as the commissioner stays uh, strict to his guns, then should be no problem completing the season. Chris, what do you think about that in regards to uh, the, the the way that uh, Major League Baseball is, is is adapting to a to a moving target? Yeah, I mean they're they're trying their best to make the best out of a bad situation, but again, the commissioner is the leader and he's got to stick to his guns. He's got to stay firm and he's got to instill that confidence in not only the league and and all the general managers, but all the players that hey, if you get sick, you know, you might be out 10, 14 days, but you're going to come back and we're going to keep playing. It's not like, oh, is everything going to get shut down? Because you have this whole lockdown just hanging over your head all the time. Uh, it's 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 not a good environment to go to work in. So as long as he stays strong, I think the entire league will follow suit. 
But with the win percentage, I, I really don't like the win percentage. However, again, make the best out of a bad situation. I think that there should be a minimum amount of games played in order to qualify. And then once you get past that minimum amount of games, then at that point, you can uh, you know qualify for playoffs at, at that point. Because you can't have a team that's got 15 more games than another team but their win percentage is slightly less than that last team that's got 15 less games and they're ahead of them in the seeding, that's not right. So the win percentage is, I mean, if we have to deal with it, we have to. But again, I think they should have a minimum amount of games in order to qualify. Yeah, perhaps get down the stretch and uh, have a fairly good uh, record, maybe have a challenging uh, remainder of the season and then conveniently have your entire team come down with the with, with the with the vid. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Hey, we got our win percentage up real high. All right. Uh, we got some sick. Yeah, guys. exactly. Yeah. Sad news, yeah. everybody. Uh, we got the Wuhan and uh, we got to shut it down. Oh, what's that? We're in the playoffs. Oh, great. Yay. Yippee. Yeah. Yes. You know, and then we get to yeah. wait it out and uh, get right. healthy and all that kind of stuff. The Yanks are in the playoffs and they yeah. missed we got 20 home games. Field. The Yankees yeah. are there, though. Well, as we know, uh, Major League Baseball is not above cheating. So, yeah. Right. We're fooling ourselves if we Looking think that you, they're Houston. not thinking about ways to potentially take advantage of these uh, these oh, yeah. uh, COVID specific rules. Absolutely, a lot of gun analogies in that one too. A lot of firearms. Stick to your guns. <laughs> I said moving Stick targets. To your guns. You know, I I, I feel triggered. <laughs> <laughs> Which I never, I never understood the triggered like, like oh that triggers me. It's like really you're going to use a gun analogy. I thought you left us were right. against guns, and now you're yeah. saying you're triggered. You guys just bullseye, <laughs> bullseye. Yeah, they never really thought that one through, have they? All right, well moving on to the NBA. Orlando Magic forward Jonathan Isaac became the first player in the NBA bubble not to kneel, and uh, we're happy with that. Um, for the national anthem or wear Black Lives Matters T-shirt over his jersey, citing uh, the uh, his Christian values and beliefs, um, Craig Popovich, after calling critic uh, calling critics of BLM ignorant, also decided to stand, and uh, and also Miami Heat center Myers Leonard stood during the national anthem before Saturday's game against the Denver Nuggets, saying he can be both a patriot and a supporter of Black Lives Matters. His brother served two tours in Afghanistan with the Marines. A quote from him was, I was aware some of the backlash that could happen. I understand, however, I believe in my heart that I did the right thing. Our world right now is black and white. There is a line in the sand and it says, if I don't kneel, then I'm not with Black Lives Matter. That is not true. And so my question to you guys is, why have we become such a this or that society? And can't multiple things be true at the same time? And why does this seem to be, you know, more of a pronounced issue in the NBA out of all the other sports? Chris, I'm going to start with you. Yeah, well, I mean, it's the tale that's as old as time. It's divide and conquer. When you can divide people and you can get them fighting each other, then the people that are up at top, they can accumulate the power and they can be the puppet masters. And that's what's been going on here. And the media has been stoking the flames for several years. And they're using the the NBA, especially because not only is it a worldwide sport and they can spread that worldwide, but in America, it's it's very much a, a urban sport to where you get people in the inner cities to think that as LeBron James would say, that they're being hunted. Reality is a lot more complex than this. Um, there are shades of gray and everything. Not everything is black and white, but that's what they would have all these people throughout the entire U.S. I mean, whether you're in the city or you're in rural or urban, it, it doesn't matter that, that you're either on one side or the other, that we're not all Americans and we can all come together under one flag. They're taking that flag, that symbol that unites all of us, no matter what color you are, age you are, what religion, creed, whatever, we can all unite under that banner. And they're taking that exact symbol and they're using it to divide people. And it's, it's disgusting. And uh, it's a shame. It, it really is a shame that sports, uh, another thing that's, that's being used to, that should be 
bringing people together because you have so many different nationalities of, of men on the same team in the NBA from all over the country that all come together with one common purpose to try and achieve a goal. And that is America at its essence. No matter where you are, where you came from, we can come together and we can work together to achieve something. And they're using that to stoke the, the flames of division. And at its core, it's, uh, it's evil. And I really got to applaud uh, Isaacs for what he said. And I actually would really like to read what he said. And I came across a, an article uh, written by a man from Yahoo Sports that is completely disgusting. Uh, I'll get to that after this. But let me read to what he Isaacs actually said because the uh, Miami Heat Center, he did mention that there would be blowback. Yeah. This guy, Isaacs, is getting all kinds of crazy blowback. Oh, I know. It's insane. Um, especially because it's religious. Especially because it's religious. And, and you want to talk about agendas? The ultimate agenda is pretty much bashing any kind of moral ethics, moral character, Christianity, religion, I mean, any religion, uh, that type of structure. Because if you can take away that structure, then you can have mass chaos and you can take advantage of that chaos, especially through the means of divide and conquer. But this is this is part of what he said. He said, I don't think that kneeling or putting on a T-shirt for me personally is the answer. I feel like black lives are supported through the gospel. All lives are supported through the gospel. And we all have things that we do wrong. And sometimes it gets to a place of pointing fingers about who's wrong is worse. We all fall short of God's glory. And at the end of the day, whoever will humble themselves and seek God and repent and repent their sins, then we can see it in a different light. We can see our mistakes and see other people's mistakes in a different light, see people's evil in a different light, and that it will bring us closer together and get past anything that on the surface that doesn't really deal with the hearts of men and women. So he's saying that it doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter where you came from. We all have shortcomings. We all have evil within us and that his beliefs that the gospel is really the only answer that if we can all come together under those type of teachings, then we can make this entire nation better for it. And this guy from Yahoo sports, his name is Vincent Goodwill. And really, his name should be Vincent Illwill, hmm. in my opinion. Uh, he's got a little picture. Uh, looks like he's a black guy that wrote this. Um, but the title of his article, the title of it says, Isaac's protest could have been applauded if his explanation wasn't nonsense. So that that's his, his premise. His, his protest, because basically what Isaac was doing is, He's protesting the protest. All these guys are kneeling. I'm protesting your protest by standing up. And he said it could have been applauded, but his explanation for doing so is nonsense because he doesn't think like us. So his explanation is nonsense. His religion is nonsense. And I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's not worth the, the paper that it would be printed on. But I'm just going to read to you a couple things because this really gives you an indication of the viewpoint of a lot of these people, how they think. And uh, some of the things that he says is that Isaac, he's a token. Hmm. So he, the man has no kind of uh, self-character. He's, he's doing it strictly uh, just for publicity, pretty much. He's a token. He's disingenuous. He doesn't even believe what he says. He's disingenuous. Hmm. And these are all pretty much quotes from what he wrote. So he's a token. He's disingenuous. His explanation is stomach turning. Hmm. So what he said is turning that guy's stomach. What does religion have to do with the task at hand? Task, That's another thing yeah. he said. You can find any Bible verse to validate everything from child abuse to polygamy to even slavery. Wow. What does the gospel have to do with a man being killed by having his neck kneeled on? He used religion to avoid an intellectual conversation. He's 22 years old, so he has room to grow. So he's young and he's dumb. Yeah, he hasn't been enlightened yet. <laughs> the, it, yeah, there's there's more. Um, he, he's going to, and oh, his line of thinking is dangerous. Yeah, it's almost like when Dwight Howard. This is another agenda. It's almost like when Dwight Howard said that he doesn't believe in vaccines. Right. His sentiments are wholly misplaced and immature. He can't be a puppet and use religion as a crutch or a weapon against his own people, his own black life deserves better 
<laughs> That's just some of the things that this guy said. It's just utterly disgusting. So if you have any kind of religious conviction, he thinks that you're an idiot. He thinks that your uh, conversation is not intellectual, that you should not be listened to, that you're not mature. So that's just part of the mindset a lot of these people that if you're not with us you're against us you're an enemy if you want to cite any kind of religious foundation or religious belief that has nothing to do with with what is going on in the world oh really so you're telling me that if the man that was kneeling on the neck of uh, george floyd if he found the gospel and george floyd found the gospel would they have even been in that position in the first place no, because they probably would have both known how to act beforehand, George Floyd and the police officer. So that's how it's relevant. That's how you can solve all these these problems, whether religious or not. It's just having a moral foundation and moral character will prevent a lot of these these evil things from happening in the world. And that's what he's trying to get at. He's trying to get that there's evil in everyone. You can't blame it on a specific group. It's not all on all the police. It's not all just on white people. It's not just on black people. It's not just on old, whatever. It, it, it doesn't matter. Evil is in everyone and it's up to you to fix yourself first. If everyone can do that, it will spread out through the entire world and things will get better for it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, well said. I mean, living with integrity and, and living with uh, some sort of, of, of moral compass and, and being a good person and striving to be a good person every day. And, and the thing that just always bothers me is how people can just profess to know somebody's motives, you know, just based off of something that they do that they may not find convenient for their agenda, you know, how they can ascribe to what Isaac's mindset is. And without really knowing nothing about the man and how I don't know what his experiences are. I don't know why he does what he does. And also the fact that we have come to a place where actually standing for the national anthem is a bad thing or, or you know, it takes bravery to actually stand for the national anthem. I mean, again, going back to the part of the question where it's like, why can't two things be true at once? If you believe Black Lives Matter... I think everybody believes Black Lives Matter. I don't know that everybody right. believes in the political aspect of this this agenda that that is seemingly behind Black Lives that most people seemingly don't even know about. They just take it as a slogan at hand. Okay, if we're going to take it by the words, I have no problem with that. I, I stand with everybody. It, it, but if if the end game is to get rid of racism, well, Black li Lives aren't the only people that are are experiencing racism and so maybe this is a half-baked analogy but like for instance take something like cancer you know like if, if if you if your goal was to get rid of cancer but then you went around and just said hey it's all about you know uh, throat cancer we have to get rid of throat cancer you know and throat <laughs> cancer matters and and anytime you bring up breast or or you know uh, colon or any of those other can cancers you you are deflecting from the issue that's nonsense because if the actual issue is cancer at large as a whole, then it, if anything, you're deflecting from the issue. And, and, right. and like I said, maybe that's not the best analogy in the world, but, but you cannot sit there in one point and, and, and applaud somebody for their, their, their uh, professed bravery to kneel during the national anthem when it doesn't seem very brave to me since everybody's doing it. And it seems to be like the, the flavor of the day or the week, you know, and yet sit there and convict a guy who, who actually is 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 doing something where he feels conviction and, and, and feels led to do. I mean, the, you are in essence arguing against what you are arguing for. And then to I mean, we can just go down the whole rabbit hole with the whole NBA and the way that that that, you know, the, the, how certain guys carry themselves and actually don't necessarily be to be fully subscribed, subscribing to the 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 whole idea of of, of equality and, and and a movement in the NBA with even, say, said the, the slogans and whatnot. That's a completely different subject. We could get onto that later. But it does irk me that every star on every team seemingly doesn't have a slogan on their name. LeBron James doesn't have a slogan, you know, uh, 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 Leonard doesn't have a slogan, you know, like they all have their names because it messes with their brand and it messes with their, 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 <laughs> yeah. their, 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 their agenda, you know, uh, but I digress. Um, 
I don't know, Kevin, what do you think about this in regards? I know this is, you know, a deep and heavy issue and 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 uh, there, there's so much about it. Uh, what do you think in regards to this whole mindset of like it's either this way or the other way and there can't be any in between? Yeah, I think Chris hit it on the spot. I just want to say that Isaacs is one damn great American. And don't you forget it, man. You stood up for what is right and you and the way you spoke and everything that you said. There should be no uh, there should be uh, no kickback on what you said. Everything that you said was correct. Um, the people that their, their their stomach is turning, that's because they have some evil inside them that is twisting them up because what you say is making them feel some sort of way about that. The truth will set you free, but you got to let it. And some of these people are trapped with their old um, evil intentions that they do want to see division they do want to see separation they do like where this uh black lives matter is going um uh, police pr brutality um, we're talking about little numbers here we're talking about far more greater numbers right now occurring in portland oregon where their black lives matters still protesting seattle chicago uh, so, so many different areas but why are they still kneeling are they condoning this type of behavior i have to sit here and question uh are the is it p the police that are really the problem because now they're protecting innocent civilians in these cities where the protests are out of control and none of these athletes have even spoken about it everyone just like gloss it over like oh no big deal right yeah. we're living in this but they're yeah, literally li to see here literally yeah. living literally living in their bubble and yeah. then they get on the screen and they say oh hope we make cap happy hope this makes him proud and and you know every time the, the anthem plays i'm gonna kneel uh for for the people but also for cap yeah and cap aka is nike yeah, and, and Cap is yep. obviously anti-American from the get-go. I mean, he 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 wears he sports a bunch of Marxist um, attire. He's he's been anti-American. None of these people really uh, enjoy the opportunity they have to make millions of dollars playing a sport in this country. You know, Ka Kaepernick had already mentioned that uh, he's went back to go see the the motherland. That he went back to go go to Ghana and revisit, you know, his roots, you know, Ghana, the place where they still have over 700,000 slaves still enslaved, not by white people, but by other black people. And no one's talking about that. Not even Kaepernick. And he went and saw it with his own eyes. So what does this man really, what do you, what does this man really stand for? It's just hypocrites. Like when the light is shone on them, they all run and scatter. And this is what we're seeing here. We're seeing, we're seeing shadows. We're seeing things that are, that are coming up now that people aren't supportive of. Everyone supports the the equality of man. Everyone supports the the goodness out of everyone's heart. And that's what Isaac is talking about. And if you just listen, like you want to be listened by kneeling. You would understand the message behind it. It's a bigger perspective than just, oh, white and black and, and um, uh, police and, and criminals. Uh, it's, it's about a greater good of human humankind and how to be a better person. And if we all become a better people, a, a better pre person or people, yeah, um, we can understand this message. We can actually make change. Um, you don't. You don't kill fire with fire. You know, this is not going to work. But this is part of the agenda. This is why we're here. We're talking about it because we our job is to enlighten people and and sideline this agenda. This is all this is all an agenda that is being played right in front of our eyes. And it's clear to see. Yeah. If you don't stand for something, then you'll uh, they say it used to be that you'll fall for anything. But if you don't stand for something, you'll kneel for anything. Yeah, that seems to definitely be the case for sure. <laughs> And, it, and the thing that bothers me is that it's just it's like it's just a popular thing to do. And like I said, when it really comes down to affecting somebody's individual brand, you know, they're not they're nowhere to be found. And yeah, another another thing with uh, sorry to interrupt, yeah. but uh, with Greg, Greg, Greg Popovich. Right. So he's like one of the darlings of the NBA because he's outspoken and he, he bucks the system and he, you know, he's he's maverick. Right. So he's just going off last week. Uh, one of the subjects we talked about how he's saying that if you don't understand the Black Lives Matter movement, well, you're just ignorant. And then what does the guy do? <laughs> he goes out there and he stands. He stands during the national anthem. Yeah. Right. And. Nobody gives him a hard time. No one is, is grilling this guy like, how come you were standing? 
Not like they're doing to Isaacs or like these other people. You know, because it's Popovich. We already know where he stands. We already know where this guy. He's like, I don't want to give an answer. Yeah, I thought and it was, was interesting it. because he he clean <laughs> he definitely. I mean, and and this is this is one area where I will say I kind of appreciate him with because two things can be true at the same time. You can right. believe in Black Lives Matters even as a movement, and you can still believe that over as a whole, this country's great and and Absolutely. and worth standing for. Or at least the national anthem. You know, that's what I'm saying. That, that that there's, it's not just one way or the other. But again, to your point, Chris, it you know, it's people then tend to fill in the gaps because Popovich is virtue signaled enough to the base that hey, I'm on your team, I'm on your side. So when he does stray from um, you know the 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 kneeling thing or 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 uh, what what everybody else is doing, everybody then kind of. Uh, fills in the gap for him and says, oh, no, 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 he's really on our side and, and, and all those kind of things. So he definitely does get a pass. But uh, the thing I did like about it is that he stood and he should because he obviously doesn't feel that because here, here, here's a question for you. Um, is kneeling disrespectful? I think it absolutely is. It's an act of disrespect. It's an act of disrespect to the flag. But my thought would be that I still believe in the First Amendment. I believe in what the principles of our Bill of Rights and 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 what what the flag itself, freedom and what have you stand, what what that represents. So, I think that kneeling is a disrespectful act. But at the same time, I think that you have the right to kneel if you want, and so therefore you're not necessarily be disrespecting the flag, if that makes sense. I'm kind of curious what your guys' thoughts are in regards to kneeling. First and foremost, is kneeling disrespectful during the national anthem? Chris, I'll start with you. Well, I mean, absolutely. That's why they're doing it. Um, I mean, how many hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people have died for that flag to give you guys the rights and the opportunity, because America is about opportunity. It's not about, oh, everyone gets a bunch of freebies. We're all on the same level playing field. No, you have the opportunity to be and achieve whatever you want to. Whether you go out and put in the work and the heart and the dedication to, to achieve it, that's on you. But it, it's, it's totally disrespectful. But to your point, you have the absolute right to kneel. You have the absolute right as your First Amendment to burn the flag if, if you see fit. And just like someone else has got the right to, uh, well, maybe they don't have the right, but I couldn't blame someone for marching up and taking that flag away from you before you burn it or uh, doing something worse. But Well, yeah, technically they probably um, don't have the right for that, but, but, yeah. but, uh, but to I mean, your at point, the same time, you no, have you, the right. You've got the right. Yeah, I mean, you've got the right to be a, a racist, piece of crap, KKK person if you want to. I mean, you don't have to agree with that person. You can call them out for being a moron and, and a bigot and, and whatnot, but You've got the right to think and feel and do whatever you want as long as you're not physically harming anyone else or, or calling violence upon somebody else. That's freedom of expression. So you have the right to kneel just like all of us have the right to not watch. All of us have the right to call you out for being disrespectful. So I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, like I, I think that to, to to the greater point, like somebody has a right to express the, their grievances with with this country, but you have the right to express your issue with their grievances and call them right. out for what you think, uh, it, whether or not you agree with them or not, and and also. Um, yeah, I like I said, I, I want to sum up what I was saying in regards to I, I think that it is a disrespectful act to Neil because that's an act of protest, right? Like it wouldn't be an act of protest if it's like, oh, no, it's cool if you stand or you kneel or whatever, sit down, it's cool, like you know, because then nobody would notice it as an act of protest. But I don't think that it disrespects what the flag stands for, I guess is more or less what I mean. What about you, Kevin? What do you think there? Um, I so. I support, yeah, the freedom of choice, but there's a time and a place for everything, guys. And I think the national anthem is the worst time to protest anything because now it's just looking at just a little tiny perspective. Yeah. What about the bigger, 
bigger scale of this country just one little thing makes you makes you disrespect our country one i mean it's not little but it's in the grand scheme of things in the whole world as far as the whole perspective of of rights that we have that other countries simply just don't have i mean it just seems a little spoiled uh but you have the right to do that but there's again there's a time and place and that's what a lot of people need to understand there's during the national anthem that's not the time to protest the national anthem is there to 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 to, to give honor and respect and 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 give pride be a patriot you live here you come to work here you make millions here you don't go live somewhere else are you guys living somewhere else no none of you are and this is a free country you can come and go and do and 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 take a kneel or not but like i said i mean disrespectful of course it's disrespectful you can't go to china and kneel during the national anthem you can't you will go missing but in our country you have that right you could go you could take a kneel and people are going to be like they're going to look at you funny but that's what makes our country so great but again is it disrespectful of course it is of course that's why they're doing it to turn heads and, and to to start a trend and and to bash the country right because they got no respect you know because they don't understand the bigger grand scheme of uh, of of things they don't understand the bigger perspective of where we all came from this country was built with white and black people this country was built with everyone acting in unity under one nation under god and that's what isaac was talking about but uh, it, this is all translations has been forgotten and we just we just look tunnel vision towards one little situation or circumstance or, or issue that could be um, fixed. And then we, and then all of a sudden we, Oh, I'm not, I'm not going to stand for this nation. I don't, I'm not proud to be American. Oh, it's not about being proud. Like LeBron would, would say, it's not about being um, it, it, the, it's about the, the, the social injustice, the, the um, police brutality. Okay, you still make millions of dollars and I don't see you leaving. If it's such a bad country, if things are such out of whack, I mean, why are you still living here? And then on top of that, where do you live? What city do you live? Are you living in the middle of, of the ghetto? Are you living in the middle of a bad area? Highly unlikely. Come on, guys. Let's, <laughs> let's all get on the same page here and let, let's show a little patriotism and let, let's get past this. Yeah, it does seem somewhat out of touch. I mean, kind of going piggybacking off of what you're saying with the with, you know, the the viewpoint of of a lot of these millionaire elite athletes. And then if it really is about police brutality then don't we all have interactions with the police you know is yes. so is it's just related to then black people police and black people so then 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 the the line is that all i guess black or excuse me all police are racist towards black people specifically and then just even black to, police yeah exactly i just don't buy that i don't see that and um i just think it's a little reckless you know and obviously very divisive and it has proven to be exactly that. Yeah, I mean, as a as a form of protest goes, it's incredibly. <laughs> it, it doesn't achieve anything other than dividing people. Right. You kneeling and protesting the national anthem. What is that doing to forward the agenda? Well, yeah. You wearing your your Black Lives Matter T-shirt. What is that really doing? If all of you guys in playing the league, when they would do tip off, if you just stood there, you didn't play. Maybe you would actually start to uh, achieve something. No more basketball. Uh, maybe if you guys got all your teams together and you all actually went down to uh, some of these cities like Chicago and maybe try to make a change in the, those cities. But you wouldn't be caught doing that. Y you guys are there to make your money, get your little uh, uh, virtue signal across, and then just go home to you know collect to the bank. Yeah, your Twitter backpack. <laughs> Backpat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's likes. it's uh like i said it's it's unfortunate and and these seem to be the times that we're in and everybody seems to have no problem throwing judgment at everybody else and and you know well what can you do uh let's go ahead and move on we're gonna move on to fair or foul where we do our quick takes on news items that are that are that are out and about so starting now with the los angeles dodgers reliever joe kelly he receives eight game suspension after wild pitch spree against the houston astros chris is this fair or foul this is totally foul this is pathetic this is ridiculous this guy is getting a much longer suspension not to mention roberts also got a game he didn't even hit anybody and he's getting eight games 
but all the guys on the Astros that were cheating, caught cheating, how many games did they get suspended? Not even eight games. Ridiculous. Totally foul. That's right, Kevin. What do you think? Fair or foul? Foul ball. <laughs> guys, this is foul. This is criminally foul. This is almost something that needs an investigation. Kelly suspended eight games out of a 60-game season. Come on, this is fast. Yeah, I think the league's going to hide behind that they don't want uh, bench clearing during this COVID situation. But at the same time, is the message that uh, don't throw at the Houston Astros? Is that the message? Chris? Seems seems to be so. They are protecting those guys like crazy. Why? Yeah, what do you, they got caught cheating. What do you think about that, Kevin? <laughs> is, is the league protecting the Houston Astros? Yeah, absolutely. It's almost it's almost sickening. It's making my my stomach turn. Turn, you know. Uh, it, 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 this is something that's just wrong. I totally agree. Okay, moving on, but sticking with the eight game theme, uh, NFL gives Antonio Brown eight game suspension for violating personal conduct. Uh, Kevin, start with you. Is this fair or foul? I'm gonna knock this one fair, guys. This is fair all the way. You know, whatever team wants to pick him up, there's gonna be a suspension uh, suspension that's tagged on along with them. Just keep that in mind. It's good for them to know that. Chris, what do you think? Fair foul is eight-game suspension for Antonio Brown. Yes, it's totally fair. I mean, the NFL has well-known conduct policy, and he broke broke that policy, and he's got to to pay the fine and pay the price. This has been going on for years. Sticking with the NFL, Bill Belichick says former MVP Cam Newton must earn his starting QB spot. Chris, what do you think, fair or foul? Totally fair. This is the Patriot way. This is merit-based. Merit-based. Earn your way. <laughs> what do you think, Kevin? Fair or foul? Yeah, this might be why Belichick is one of the greatest coaches in our generation, if not ever at the top. Uh, this is fair, 100%. Earn that position. We just came off an injury. Uh, we don't know what you could do. Major League Baseball continues to adapt and overcome and with the seven-inning doubleheader debut. Chris, what do you think about this? Fair or foul? Man, this is again trying to make the, the best out of a bad situation. I'm I'm really torn. Uh, it's close to the chalk, but I'm, I'm going foul because I would like to see if you're going to do a doubleheader, at least have the first game be nine innings, and then you could do the second game seven. Don't make them both seven. Yeah, was it was it the Cincinnati Reds pitcher who like threw a shutout and almost had a no hitter, like only two hits recently? I can't remember. Uh, anyway, yeah. I mean, seven innings helps, right? To go to, to go the distance. Uh, what do you think, Kevin? Uh, fair or foul? Yeah, is this um, rule to implement uh, saving rosters because maybe rosters are down because people are sick? Um, maybe they don't have enough pitchers to put in the game. This is foul, guys. Let's get back to baseball here. This isn't high school baseball. They need to be playing nine innings. That's part of the game. That they Those two extra innings, anyone can win the game in those last two innings. A closer could, could blow a, a save. This, this is foul, guys. And finally, after a list of demands, large groups of the Pac-12 players, large group of Pac-12 players threaten to sit the season out. What do you think, Chris? Is this fair or foul? This is foul. Who do you guys think you are putting out your list of demands? If you guys don't comply, we're not going to play. There's probably not going to be college football anyway. So take your list of demands and <laughs> foul. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with that. What do you think, Kevin? Fair or foul? Suit up or sit out. <laughs> this is foul, guys. You don't have the right to make any kind of demands. You're now in no shape, way, or form a NFL player yet. And there has you have to prove yourself that you uh, can be a commodity part of the NFL. If you don't want to play, there's plenty of guys at City College that will take your spot. <laughs> suit up or sit out i like that well thank you so much for watching sideline the agenda exposing woke sports culture both on and off the field of play be sure to like and subscribe our podcast on youtube and apple Podcasts, and also follow us on twitter parlor and instagram i'm scott that's kevin that's chris this is sideline the agenda sports podcast done right see you guys next time